Welcome to SOS, Sides of the Spectrum. This is a podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in our neurodiverse universe. Hello everybody, welcome to another amazing episode, and today I want to introduce you to another amazing human in this great big world of ours. I love her because she is just flippin' awesome, and her name is Jody Harbour, and she calls herself an urban indigenous woman. Her passion is to bring communities together by empowering people and empowering indigenous roots and speaking in truth and open honesty while strengthening our human connections and she's all about belonging. So hello, Miss Jody, and welcome to the podcast. Aw, Scano, it's so good to be here. Aiden, you're awesome. You are so good at this. Well, I mean, we've in- we've kind of introduced a lot of people, and you are another amazing person to be here. You know, I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast, and I- and trust you, me, our SOS fans are going to be looking really forward to learning more about you and the powerful movement that you are creating in your journey. Trust me, I know that you have a lot to share. Awesome! Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So. As we do, we kind of just jump in. So let's dive into the first question. So you love family and history and the way our roots make us who we are. You know, people, the music, history, creativity, art, and connecting and even belonging. And I think this is why grandmother's voice exists. Am I right? But for people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I love to. And, you know, it's funny. I always think, oh, you know, I know exactly what I'm going to say, what I'm going to talk about. But, you know, um, probably much like you, Aiden, you know, your journey, when when it's coming from your heart and spirit. We just don't know what's going to what's gonna come out of our mouths sometimes, you know, and what's going to come out of our actions. And so um, thank you for saying all those beautiful things about, about me. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm shocked that people talk about me this way, but, um, but it's always nice. It reminds me that I can, I am, I am this and I can do this and, and reflecting on my life as a child. You know, that, that little person inside my body, um, that spirit inside me, I always believed that I, I could do more. And I, I believe that it was from my, my father's voice. I remember, um, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of pain in my childhood remembering him due to, um, you know, just the historical uh, issues that he lived through. Uh, but what I do remember was the, the love that he had and the, um, the belief that he had that I was supposed to do something something important in life and it could and and for whatever it was it was that one time that he helped me close and said you know you're you're going to do something um to help the people and I remembered that when I was on my journey so so just like you know kind of reflecting back to you and introducing me and talking about the empowerment piece you know what I've learned is that you know actions your actions my own actions um is what can empower people you know I don't ever say that I empower people I just I live with the hope that I can inspire people to to be the best that you know person they can be and and when we look at grandmother's voice and people ask I I really you know I think people expect me to have this clear answer about what what grandmother's voice is um but I really I believe that grandmother's voice is is a way of being 
You know, it was something that I start. I it was a blog in like 2000. I, I can't even. I think I want to say 2009 or eight, where I started a blog. I called it my grandmother's voice um, in another business kind of realm that I was in. And um, and when I, I connected with my my family through genealogy, which is a really beautiful story, um, I just you know the name just came forward because. We know, we know what grandmothers mean to us and we know that they've been through so much and, you know, there's, there's this matriarch that just doesn't hold back. You know, they tell you the truth and they do it in the, in the, in the most kindest way possible, but then there's some that don't, you know, because sometimes we just need to hear the truth the way that it is in a raw way, uh, because some people, you know, need to be woken up and, in um, in certain ways, and some we have to be gentle with, and some people we just have to just push them that little bit um, because they're that close to to being who they are. And so uh, that's how you know. Now I say, grandmother's voice is is whatever it, it resonates with you to be to make yourself you know to help yourself become the best that you can be as a person. And uh, and grandmothers are the heart of communities, and I've learned all of this you know through these amazing people and elders that I've met over the years. So, um, yeah, see, I could just keep going on and on and on. So, um, I, I mean, I can, I can tell you uh, more about how I met my family or if you have a question of what I've already spoke about it. Well, I want to, I want to talk about that. I cannot believe that grandmother's voice first started off as a website that you created. And, I gotta, I gotta agree with you on the fi- on the fact that you know, grandmothers and grandfathers they are, they're they're the elderly, and it's always been said that the elderly share information and knowledge, of things that you probably didn't even know about. I don't know. You, I always have this amazing term that is learned by the people that I care about, and they say always to respect the elderly because they know much more than what you do. So, and you should always listen to them. Yeah, and, and you know, in saying that, you know, when I say grandmothers too, I don't, I don't mean to leave out the grandfathers. Uh, when we refer, I don't know if you've ever seen our our talk that we do uh, with the, with Grandma Renee and um, Neil Maneg. Uh, we call it tea with Dota, and so when you when you know you, you refer to the elderly or the grandma grandpa, it's you know it's to me it just means the the old ones right and so um it is it's so true how how the men even journey from being those you know protectors through life they're the protectors from what i, I learned from my um one of my amazing sisters faith you know she said the teaching is that the men are the protectors of the women's hearts and so they do everything they can you know to protect the families the women and and the women you know make things happen you know, and so um, as they get older, then, then then they move, you know, as they become elderly and they've given their the jobs or their roles away to other people, they, they do become, and they become equal in those places of of knowing that, that um, you know, they're there to provide information for the community to carry, to carry on the responsibilities of, of the cycle, you know, of, of a healthy community. So I was, you know, I'm really blessed that... Um, well, first that I was able to, you know, connect to my spirit at a certain point in my life that um, that kind of pushed me to say, you know, a business world, you know, and, and living in the material world is not the most important thing. And that's kind of where I was at one point. 
where we were, my husband and I had a, have a business and we still have it, a family business. And I was, I had my child, my son, um, and I, it, there was this connection very early where it was like, oh, again, you know, wake up. How are you going to be the best mom to him? And, um, and that's when, you know, I did a lot of reflection on the earth and did some retreating and, and I found this little Jody in me again and said, you know, what, what are you missing in life? And I have amazing family. You know, I have a, I had a beautiful sisterhood with, through my, um, I was a hairstylist as well as having my family business. It was just always, like you said, you know, passion through creativity and just following your heart. And, um, and that's what I did. I just, I would always do a little bit of everything in this. And then it was like, no, you need to connect to your people. You need to connect to your culture now. And so that's how I found my family on Six Nation, which is grandmother Renee Thomas Hill. She's, uh, she's my, our great grandma's her sisters. And I met her through her genealogy program. And, wow. uh, and she said, so, you know, our grandma's brought us together. So like, what's that reason? And then here we are building, building grandmother's voice. And I had said to her, you know, there's no indigenous center in my region and like where I live. And, you know, maybe that's my purpose is to, to build community and bring people together and, and look at the timing. It was just, you know, that was like eight years ago. And now look at where we are today, you know, bringing community together in a time that we really need connection again and love in our communities. I got to say, community is huge, especially for us. Community is where we learn. Community is where we can ask for help. Community is where it can grow. Without community, I feel, you know, well, without a community, the, the people people aren't necessarily to get together. So having a community is always very important. Now, on the basis of community, is there ways um, other communities or even our community could help support the grandmother's voice? Oh, Aiden, you always support us, and I think I think it's just like knowing that um, exactly what you said. We we need it, you know. And I think people are so the situation that we're in with you know as Indigenous people in a community like the Halton region. It's a very this is a very um, different region than other regions. You know, it's an affluent community. You know, there's a lot of you know. Um, professional people that live in this area, there's, you know, and obviously, uh, dynamics are different, you know, there's different, um, in every community, but we're known across Canada as this affluent community. And so and I've lived here for 30 years and I, and I myself, you know, I'm a, I'm a businesswoman, you know, I like, I think I'm successful. I, I don't, you know, I give a lot back to community because I, I believe I have a lot in my life. And so to re, be able to connect with people and see where people may need support and being able to just reach out and say, how, how can I, you know, be of service to you is is challenging in a community like this because people don't, you know, raise my, raise their hands and so, you know, and, I guess you could say, and, you know, we do the best that we can, but with our, our indigenous um, community is, you know, we've been invisible for so long. You know, I don't even, people have, you know, had even, you know, very um, influential indigenous people in situations say to me, you're indigenous, you know, and knowing I'm sitting at the table as an indigenous person. So there are so many things that, that we manage, you know, the, um, just even the lateral um, 
situations that have come up. And, and you can even tell them in my, the way I'm talking right now, they're even difficult for me to talk about. Uh, but they're the realities, right? Is that now all of a sudden we have a time and an, and a, an opportunity to take up space in place in society where we've been left out for so many years, left out of the economy, left out of decisions, left out of, of everything. And people, you know, they look at even the existing programs out there for Indigenous people are like to serve and service Indigenous people. Um, and more so because, you know, how they may be seen in society as needing help, right? How do we, how do we get them to, you know, uh, help them? And, and that's, I don't find that that's, that's really the, what we need in, in the Halton region. We need people to connect to culture again. We need people to connect to each other, to know that, you know, we can create this in our own community. This, we can create uh, a safe, not even safe, it's not about safety. You know, we should be safe. <laughs> and if we start to, to talk that way, like the grandmas say, you know, it's like manifesting. You know, and I think, Aiden, you know what manifesting is like because you do it every day. You, you you dream of something and you make it come true because you have to live in that belief system that it's already happening and it's already here. Like, like we just, you know, we forgot that it was happening, you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's here. And, and we just create it. We just make it happen. Um, so um, I feel, I, I hope I didn't, like, go off topic there, but just knowing that it's important for our communities and organizations and everyone just to be confident that we want to be, um, we want Indigenous people to be here. And I think that our community, maybe through Grandmother's Voice, maybe through the other organizations that have, you know, really engaged Indigenous, you know, culture and learning and um, trying to bring it to the forefront has made it feel comfortable for people to show up and, and, reach out but I I know just from the relationships I've had with people in our community it's difficult like being in the role that I'm in people come and and it's not just like my own like I had to be healed to do this work and what I mean by healed is I have to I had to understand you know where my sensitivities were where my traumas were um you know why I'm doing this work because when people come to me and come to grandmother's voice, they don't just come with an open heart and most do they come with their own traumas and they come with their, and a lot of times the work we do can trigger people, you know, not knowing their own history. So then here we are gathering in love and community and then we're healing together. We're always healing together. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's one of the challenges. So I just, you know, the only thing that I can really ask for people to support grandmother's voice is to come, to come with an open heart, open mind, know that it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some vulnerability and you know, you may be challenged, but, but come because we need to do this. I love that. You know what? I think you just put it straight, straight on point that you need to just, we need to work. Community needs to help community. There's no like special way of doing community. Community is somewhat like a plant. The, the, you guys, grandmother's voice is the seed, and then the community is the soil. So you can you can add soil to that plant to help it grow and let You're it amazing. flourish. <laughs> but You're amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. You really are. I love 
hugging you right now. <laughs> online hug, online hug. <laughs> but yeah, community awesome. is very important. Community is the way the way of helping one another, especially on that night. And, and and you know what? It's all it's all about working together. That's what I always say. If we look at even, you know, COVID and then everything that was exposed through the residential school and where we are, you know, we really truly are at a time of, of healing our, our world, you know, and these are prophecies that elders speak of and hold really close, you know, the, the elders, the indigenous elders from all over the world that have held the sacred teachings of like the, you know, mother earth and connection to nature and healing and each other. And, you know, we're in a really beautiful time of like, even like just, you know, individuals and youth like you, Aiden, that are making change and showing up in, in our society, challenging old systems and just, just creating what, what comes from your heart is, I just am so honored, um, and to know you. Thank you so much. You, fl you flatter me too much. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the next question. So I, I, listeners know that I love art and they now, well, now they know that you care about community and you care about having that voice. And I bet you, you love art as well. And mm -hmm. currently, like right now, you are doing a, like a living art legacy thing that includes painted drums that are infused with community, peace, love, and an acceptance. Apparently, 101 Dugans. Dugans? Dugans. Uh, they, yeah, Dugans. Dugans. Can yep. you tell our listeners more about this like kind of project that you're working on? For sure. Um, you know, and... Uh, to even have been invited into this circle, I just, uh, I'm, again, honored. I, you know, sometimes, I guess I've made it through that kind of veil of, of people seeing me as some kind of support for them. Um, you know, I just do, and I've always been that, that way of, okay, let's just do this. This talk doesn't work for me. Let's just get it going on and we'll see what happens. Um, so I was invited in January. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but last year we did a drum making uh, workshop at Country Heritage Park in the barn and we made um, drums and so hand drums and then uh, I was invited by Grandma Jackie and um, you know uh, Grandpa I guess we'll call him Oliver and invited me to the circle and yeah this, so this is a, a 101 drums that they're sending to artists who submitted um, a, their story of what they would paint on the front of these drums for the healing and their story of you know how to, how to move forward from residential school, uh, you know, the, the traumas and, you know, history of residential school. And so inside each drum, there's, you know, there's uh, 13 sections of this drum. And inside the drum, each, each section will have the name of a residential school child. And they've been working on them. The, the frames are ready now. They've been banded and worked through COVID. And now they want the community to be a part of their energy and love into this drum and then they'll be shipped out to these artists who have you know been randomly drawn out of a box um and then you know or out of a pile and then they'll be sent out to these artists to work on for a year and then the drums will come back we'll do a ceremony with these drums and then they'll go and travel across Canada and so when they invited me into this 
this project because they said, you know, we just, we need help. Where these are like your grandma and grandpa sitting at home saying, we have this vision and we want to bring healing to this world. And how can we do that? And, and they make drums. And so this is what they're doing. I just thought they're not a nonprofit. They're just a grandma and grandpa that have this vision. So I said, yes, I, you know, I didn't even think twice. I was like, how can grandmother's voice help for sure? And so we decided to help them create um, workshops where as many people as possible can come out and work on these drums. You know, we've created, there's a place on our website, um, grandmother's voice, and you can register there and come and, you know, we just want to make it open to everyone. We do ask that you register, but I mean, if you, if you don't register and the day comes and you decide to stop by, please come. We've, you know, it's just about being there and being a part of this. You know, we have to have some kind of some kind of way to um, to make sure that we can we know how approximately how many people are coming. Um, and so, yes, they they invited Grandma's Voice to be a part of that. And uh, and I chose you, Aiden, actually. Um, and that was a pretty funny story that I, I was talking with them, and they said because you're involved, Jody, you get to choose one artist. And and I know many. But I also, um, in my room here beside me, I have a picture that you painted for me, and I have it. And I, I looked at it in that moment. I said, I'm going to ask Aiden if he would do that. And then you told me you submitted you submitted um, to be an artist. So that was just beautiful. I Do did. I, answer, do I share that? I, I remember that. You, were, you, you sent me a message, but the thing is that... Um, I saw the I saw the hundred and one Duagun sing and I was like, oh man, this looks absolutely amazing. I get the paint on a drum. This sounds like a new opportunity, and it's something that helps and helps build on community. And I remember I was looking at it. I was like, oh man, this is such a great movement. And then you messaged me about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, no, I already I was ready ready to hopefully be picked. And then and then you were like, can you be the artist? And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And yeah. honestly, it's 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 more of an honor than than what I gotta say, because you know, this is this is some this is out of a hundred and one artists, and trust me, there are a lot of artists in the world, and and especially all around can all around Ontario and all around. Well, I I, I gotta say, I'm just one artist out of many artists around uh, all over the place. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm but you have a place in my heart, so. That's why I chose you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm. <laughs> so awesome. on, the to on the topic of projects, do you have any other projects that you are currently involved with and would like to share about? I know, I know it's project, projects, projects, but it's important <laughs> that our community hears about this because that way our community can join in on these things and it's very important just to learn because i i want to know as well <laughs> oh for sure yeah, i mean i'm always working on things but you know we're um i just did an environmental scan in the community and i really you know the work that i do is uh, just to hopefully spark people to get to get doing something everything that we do at grandmother's voice is about engagement and you know creating opportunities for people to get involved and so i do you know we like to ask people like what are you looking for what do you want to do and 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 so i we're always here to you know if anybody needs anything we help people connect with you know uh, their culture and dance and, and however elders even um but we are working closely and i think you may know this of dennis windigo so he's an indigenous psychotherapist that has an amazing he's just amazing i can't even talk enough about him but we're supporting him helping him build his vision was to create a you know some kind of indigenous 
learning facility for, um, you know, for Western medicine, you know, or well, like, I don't even know the, the language of it, to be honest with you. Um, but just for the, the medical industry and the um, mental health industry, you know, for, for people doing the work that want to understand, like, how do we embed or teach from an indigenous perspective without, you know, appropriating or, so he teaches and a lot of that work that, you know, that when people come with their knowledge and then they want to understand the indigenous lens or angle, like there's so much shame there and it's so unfortunate, but it's the truth. We live in a, in a society of shame. And so we have, there's a lot of work we do when we, you know, we bring in people that, you know, they come and they say, we really want to help. We really want to help. And if you're telling us learning about your ways of being and knowing will help us in our role. Um, so those, that's what I really like to focus on is how can we help, you know, um, enhance people's way of delivering services or being with Indigenous knowing. And that's really what was left out from society is Indigenous people have this beautiful connection to, you know, nature and how we exist, you know, coexist in the world today. And and that's, you know, what I like to think most of our, our projects involve is how do we bring people to embrace embrace Indigenous ways of knowing in a in a good way that doesn't appropriate and take away from the Indigenous people who are who are connecting for the first time maybe to their culture. Hmm. Now, can I ask for people who want to know? Uh, can I ask like what the website is so that people can check like fully check it out? Because I I was gonna ask, but I don't think yeah. I, I was like I was like, is she gonna say the website? But it, it's important. <laughs> Yeah, it's just grandmothersvoice.com. And, you know, and for those listeners out there, you know, we do, it's myself, and I have one more helper, um, and I guess you could say a volunteer assistant who's amazing, and I wish I could, you know, pay her more, or Grandmother's Voice could pay her more, but, you know, we're building, our, we're building, and we don't, we don't, you know, we have a vision of what we are, and it's probably, you know, when I explain it to people and business people who say, like, hey, what's your, how do you make money, right? How, how are you funded? And, you know, the, one of the first things grandma's, grandmother Renee and the grandmas that have been guiding me on this said is that we need to know our value. And if we become a nonprofit right away and, and, you know, we're waiting to, you know, for money or filling out, you know, fighting for money, we'll say, right. That's the industry for indigenous money to build what we need. Then we don't, we will never understand our true value. And, and I'm a, an entrepreneur and, and I know that for my own self, but to have looked at that and said, you know, for that to be said and, and maybe not so much in that way from the, the elders, that's my role is as an urban indigenous woman who understands business and understands now the nonprofit sector and, and where we are in this world today, you know, we, we needed to know our value. And so everything we've been doing has been grassroots. How do we offer what we have to the people and, and it's reciprocity and energy exchange and, and we're just really being guided by our ancestors and, and the people around us that support us is, is important. So yeah, uh, just grandmothersvoice.com. All right. This is good info. Again, guys, this is grandmothersvoice.com. Pretty simple name. I feel like I could remember that. And you know what? It's always great to have it have it out there because you know what? More people knowing about what you do, the better. 
Because that's how we do it. That's how you, ex that's how, like you said, you expand grandmother's voice. The more people know about it, the more change can happen. The more the plant can yeah. grow. Yes, the plant. I love that analogy. Thank you for it. Beautiful. I love using nature. Nature is one of, like, one of my greatest and uh, helpful analogies that I do. Mm. So, awesome. so next question is for our youth and young adults. So what would be your advice uh, for those who are struggling with their identity? Like how, how, can, how can we connect? Uh, really, you know, Aiden, I, with nature, go find, go find a space. You know, when I was doing my healing, uh, started my healing journey, and, and when I say healing journey, is this is exactly it. When you get to a certain point in life, and I think – the youth are doing it earlier because there's so much, I say, noise in the world, so much social media, so many other things distracting us from from being present, you know, in our creative stuff, like, you know, all of those things that make us who we are, those, um, you know, activities in life. And so I think, you know, if, if you can find that sacred space on the land, whether it be, you know, a, a large rock you know, you see on the side of the water or just somewhere that you know. Um, and it doesn't have to be the same place, right? Just when you're struggling or if there's something that's challenging you, that's what you do is you go find a place outside and you breathe. You breathe deep into your belly and then you ask because we all have ancestors and we all have ancestors that, that watch over us. And, and I, that's another thing I really believe that um, that's come forward in this new age, this new time where we can trust that when we speak about, you know, our spirit um, and, you know, spirit that guides us, it's okay because that's where we are in society. Whereas, you know, thousands, hundreds of years ago, we couldn't speak this way, right? So yeah. I would say connect to outside, ask, breathe, and, and then pay, pay attention to the surroundings of the animals. That was my first, one of my first connections to spirit was, um, if you're thinking of something that's troubling you and, and then you see an animal, whether it's a bird, you know how people say, oh, I saw a cardinal this morning and I thought of, you know, someone who's passed on. That's how I started, um, connecting to who I really was. I started to, you know, see the same animal, um, when I was. You know, and then it was, what does that animal represent? And you can find out all of this, right? So what does this, you know, what does a fox represent? And then you can usually tie it back to what you're thinking. And that was my, I did that when I was really pretty young, actually. Um, so, yeah. Does that, does that make sense? No, that absolutely makes sense. You know what? Sometimes having those things where you can relate to. And also, I, I think that's the best way of doing it. Talking and just asking around. Again, asking those that have been able to identify who they are is always important, especially those that have figured out who they are after not knowing. Communication. Communication is key. Now, whether that be typing online, whether that be, uh, I forgot what it's called, AS, oh, I don't remember. But whether it be verbally, whether it be through sign language, whether it be just through text, any of them work. That came up for me too recently, journaling. Like I remember when I was doing all of this work, um, connecting to my family and everything, I have like, I have like 15 journals piled up somewhere, like in the corner of my office. 
that was the different parts of my life and my journey. And I forgot how much, like right now I'm too impatient to sit and write. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'll sit at the computer and I'll type, you know, and get my thoughts out that way. But I, I was just sharing that with my young, my daughter who's 12 that, you know, writing may seem, you know, bring out your impatience, right? Um, but you, but that's what will bring your patience and the balance back is sitting with yourself. So that's another good one. That's great. I am loving all of these answers. And actually, we have the last question. Now, if you know, with our show, we always have to do a wacky question. It's part of our podcast, kind of like, well, we always have to do it. It's just part of our usual episode. Just to give yourself a little bit of a cooling down or a little bit of a, a goofy break. Now... I need that. <laughs> okay, here's your weird, wacky question. Which would you prefer to have as a roommate? A goat or a bird, and why? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. I would say birds are pretty intelligent, and goats, I think, are silly. Um, well, probably a goat. For sure, goat. Now, what? Why is your reason for a goat? Why? Oh, hmm. I think they're like they would be probably more of a creative energy, which is me. Uh, I think, and um, I don't know. I just find them like when there's a couple of them up at Country Heritage Park, and I just love being around them because they're just they'll never know what they're gonna do. If so, I think that I think it would be a goat because I think that they're silly and fun and but yet they're they're important to um i think the other animals and i don't really even know why but i'm gonna google them i'm gonna google what <laughs> characteristics of goats you're gonna google about goats you know what you gotta <laughs> you learn more about goats today <laughs> yeah yeah i'll let you know what it says <laughs> please do it would be interesting to hear and do you know what miss jody we have reached the end of our SOS podcast. I just got to say, it has been so much fun having you on the show. I really love you, and I know your our listeners love you too. You bring such joy to our world, and I'm so thankful that you're walking with me on this journey. And our hearts are connected. Oh, you're so amazing. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share, share my story and... Yeah, it was wonderful. Thanks, Aiden. It was such an honor. And you know what? Our listeners are going to be so excited and going to have to check out some cool things today. But unfortunately, this is the end of our SOS podcast. Thank you so much, Miss Jody, And we will catch you all next time. Goodbye, guys. All right. On again.